All right, welcome to Chihuahua Bat 2.0, Surviving in the Classroom. I am Swan, and with me today is Mala. Say hey, how, how's everybody? <laughs> and I want to let everybody know that uh, after today, uh, Mala won't be podcasting with me, but just temporarily for a couple of months, and I'll give you a little background. Um, she spends the summers up at a fa- her family's cabin in Wisconsin. It's this beautiful, small little town in Wisconsin, and I'm very blessed that she invites me to be a part of it. But we have to share that uh, we're, we're casting out on her porch, which is a covered porch, and it's all windows, and we look out over the McCann River and, and the woods, and uh, we have all kinds of distractions, you know, because there's bird feeders, and we're like, she'll be like, "Ooh, it's a red tanager," so I'll have to stop the cast. And yeah. so, if you see any kind of weird edits, it's because you know we stopped to see the deer coming down or the sandhill crane. So, uh, we've had a lot of fun. Of course, Molly and Frankie, her dachshunds, are here as well. So, if you hear dogs barking, uh, that's because we're all here enjoying. Um, the scenery, and it's been really nice to just be able to look out, you know, and yes, um, just relax and reminisce about our days together teaching. Yeah, it's that been has very been nice. We've always done that kind of where we come up here and isolate and collaborate. So that's been really cool. Um, so yeah, we'll say goodbye to her for a couple of months, and then she'll she'll rejoin me. Um, but we are retired teachers. Um, she got to pursue her passion of painting. Tell them how famous you are. I'm just so famous. I have a wall <laughs> in Berlin, Texas, in a gallery called Art on 12. Right. Love to see you come and visit. Oh, my gosh. And if you have, Wimberley's cool, but if you've never been to Art on 12, oh, it's just room after room of all kinds. There's like art, there's painting, and there's like oils and pastels, and then there's photography and sculpture and jewelry. Mm-hmm. So it's really, it's got something for for everyone. And then my passion was always writing. And I was just really adamant about writing about the challenges of the, of the classroom and uh, to support teachers that are still there. And so I published a book in 2019, Memoir of a Chihuahua Bat, that kind of highlights some of the challenges that teachers go through. Because I think it's important for the public to kind of understand just besides dealing with the children, there's always other backstories going on. And um, and that can be found on Amazon, or you can find it on my webpage at um, chihuahuabat.com. So this episode today, I think we're on episode seven, um, we've, we were asked about more activities. They like, people have you know, written in and said they love the creativity. And so here we go again. We have to warn you all that this is so hard for us because we do so many things, but, you know, we kind of talked about it and I think we came up with, you know, things that are, I guess they're, well, they're doable. They're doable and they could be warm ups or just filler activities, or sometimes you want something kind of fun towards the end of the period that's on target, you know, it's what you're teaching, but it's more game based, I guess mm-hmm. I would say. And, uh, so uh, we got a million of them, I'll warn you. But the first couple of things that jumped into my brain were, and we were Spanish teachers, so please understand you can change this to any language exactly. or really any subject. It just takes a little creativity to tweak it to whatever you're teaching. But uh, things like muevete, which means move around, and pasala came to mind. And uh, I think on muevete, the easiest was you would do like post-it notes on the desk. Mm-hmm. And there would be some kind of a prompt on there. And then 
the kids would start at their desk and we'd go like, uno, dos, tres, muévete. And they'd have to either move back or forward a desk and then respond to the prompt on the, the post-it note. Exactly. Exactly. Sometimes this sounds really crazy, but it made them laugh. Anytime you can have some humor in your yeah, in your it. classroom, let's go for it. I would do the post-it notes also. Okay. And I use Moivate as a review. Okay. I would have review questions. I'd let them have. They'd have a little piece of paper, and they'd they'd answer the question on their little piece of paper, mm-hmm. or it could be a whiteboard. I'm oh, sure you could do a whiteboard. Absolutely. And then when I'd hit Moivate, I'd hit the garbage can. Yeah. You know, trash <laughs> Ding, can. Yeah. You know, bang, and they that knew they knew to move. So we go. And they would get, I would say, at least 20 questions. 20 to 25. 20 yeah. or 25, um, and a complete review of what True. the test was going to be. So, uh, And they liked it, too. Sure. And then when it was all over, we talked about the answers. We would go through the answers, yes, right. We would. And uh, I would use it for review, but I also liked it kind of as a warm-up just to, mm-hmm. especially if, if your class is at the end of the day. They just kind of need to get up and, and move a bit. And to me, Pasala, which is pass it, it's the same concept, but if you didn't have a setup where kids could move from the desk or maybe it was a little bit volatile classroom, uh, I did it where they had index cards. And I would say, uno, dos, tres, or I'd hit the gong, pasala, and they would pass their index card to the person behind oh, them. Oh, so they so, were stationary. Stationary, but the cards moved. Okay. You know, they yeah. could turn around a It depends bit. on your circumstances. That's, it, a, that's a good modification. It does. And then one thing I remember that we did, and boy, how have we had to modify this, was... Que le falta? What's oh, missing? Yeah. What's missing? And yeah. y- you know, I I played a little game with that. I had a cape, and I was this great magician. Yes. <laughs> you know, a little hokey, but hey, made him laugh. And I would put certain objects on a table, and then I'd put the cape over it. And, of course, underneath, I would take one little object away. Mm-hmm. It could be uh, little toys, you know, like little animals. animals it could be... Or- uh, it could we be, had like doll furniture for rooms of the ex- house. Exactly. That? You know, oh. we bought it at a little market, I think, oh, in Mexico. Yeah. Remember, we, we got all that stuff. Plastic food, stuff. you but, name it. And you can use anything. It could be class objects. Yeah, it could be class objects. It could be knife, fork, and spoon, yeah. you know, yeah. some, if you're teaching that. Right. But I would take take a piece out and sort of hide it down, uh-huh. and then I'd do the cape up and say, oh, que le falta? And they'd have to really study. Yeah, and they'd remember. look, and that's it. And then they right. you know, shout out if what they saw it, was. it. But just something. Right. And that was definitely a warm yeah. up. I used, yeah. I, I well, back when overhead projectors were a thing, I would cut up old uh, transparencies, oh, you know, and I would turn it on. I'd go, okay, mira el proyector. Then I'd turn it off and I'd remove one, sometimes two, and I'd say, I classic Fulton. And then when that became old technology, I used to do PowerPoint slides with the objects. And then as I advanced the slides, one or two mm-hmm. would be missing. So, you know, you can uh, you can do it old school or you can do it uh, modern as well. Uh, one of the things, my kids really liked competition. I, I don't know. I think most kids do. do. So I would kind of do these row relays just for reinforcement. And the one that pops in my mind is working with uh, material with day to show possession, like whose house is it or whose book it is. And it would be like El Libro de Juan. And so I would get to the front of the row and everybody would have to have a pencil and they'd have to turn around and go, is el lapis de Caitlin? Is el lapis de Gregorio? They'd have to do that. And then I'd hand them another piece. And it was a relay to see which row could go all the way down and back. 
uh, working with that little concept of possession. And then, you know, I could switch it up. So I did little things. And the translation for that, it is the pencil of oh, Caitlin. Caitlin. Or Caitlin. It's apostrophe S in English, but that doesn't exist in Spanish. So it's, it's material with day. Um, but I also, do you remember this fun thing? Eat your words. Do you oh, remember that? that? Oh, oh my gosh. That was good. Do they still have alphabet cereal? You know, I don't know. But back in the day when we first started, they had little square cookies with letters on them. They were, you know, little sugar cookies. And so we would buy those and hand them out to the kids on a paper towel and just say, okay, I want you to spell any kind of word in Spanish. It could be uno, dos, mama, whatever. And then they would have to show me and I'd say, okay, eat your words. And mm-hmm. then we progressed to alphabets. Uh, the letters, and they'd say, you know, I don't have a U. We'll break an O and make a U. <laughs> yeah. You know, things like that. But I, you know, I got to thinking that if you can't find edible things in the shape of letters, um, you could just take Cheerios and just say, okay, spell a word in Spanish, right? And and they could eat it. They liked that, especially you know the classes before lunch because right. they right. were starving. So that was kind of a fun thing. Um, I know that uh, you talked about your kids love the heart attack. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. This is a, a relay. Okay. And what you do, the course, the desks are usually in rows. Yeah. And even if you're a traveling teacher, you can play this game because there's no setup at all. Right. Kids are in a row, and you number, you know, the student in each row, one, two, three, four, five, seven, eight, nine, ten. And so you might have like three or four rows of 10 students in each row. All right. Then I drew on a whiteboard a heart in front of each row on the whiteboard. So this is where they had to write their answer inside this heart. So I would say, for instance, how do you say I speak in Spanish? And they'd all be thinking. And then I would say student number three. So all student three in each one of the rows had to run up to the whiteboard, write yo hablo, and come back and sit down. I always said cheeks to chair. <laughs> and as soon as they were in that chair, the first one won. They were the winners of, yeah, that. of that particular point. Cap points or something. But it was, it was active, and it just sort of sparked us when we were right. in one of those periods right. we needed to get out of the seat. I know one thing my kids liked was called snowball. And I've seen lots of versions of snowball, but it's basically where we'd have them write something on a sheet of paper. It could have been answer a question or ask a question like, you know, what's your favorite movie? What's your favorite food? And then they would wad it up and throw it. And then you had to go pick up a wad of paper and you had to respond to it. Um, and you could do that several times. Oh, you know? kids would love it. Yeah, because who doesn't like to throw, you know, wads of, of paper at each other, right? It's, it's a natural. <laughs> yeah, that's a natural. Um, I also remember, do you remember our little rhythm thing, you know, oh, where yeah, we would we go. do the and snap, snap, snap. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And with that snap, snap. That's where you could ask a question and an answer. Yeah. And what did you do, Susan? Uh, well, I would either do conjugating, you know, like yo como, um, or I would give them a verb like comer, and they'd have to come back and say to eat. Uh And so the whole thing is you start at the row at the front of the class, and you go down this row and up this row and down, and everybody's doing this rhythm, right? And when you get to the snaps, you got to fill in the answer. And Mm. it sounds easy until everybody's looking at you, and so they're all be going, they go, 
don't know. Sorry, Senora. Everybody, we go, ay, caramba, because if somebody missed, you had to go back to the front and start all over again. And so nobody wanted to be the one. And sometimes what I would do, Susan, yeah. I just push the chairs back, the desks back. And yeah. We'd sit on the floor in a circle. Oh, that's even more fun. Yeah. That's even more yeah. fun. I, I think I remember sitting on the circle and playing like I'm going to the market and I'm going to buy in Spanish. Oh, yes. And do you remember they had to remember, you know, oh, yes, that una was, manzana, right? There you go. Yeah, that was sort of like, that, no. like gathering the word game. Yeah, kind of thing and it was a you build. You had to remember. Build the, yeah, oh, I do around. that. Golly, we that, had a ton of them. And then I could even do that bear hunt, you know, when you You could camp. do. Yeah, vamos a cazar, going on a hunt. I'm going on a hunt. Prepositions. You, see, you know, yeah. Uh, I yeah. see, uh, I don't know, a tree. It yeah. can't go over it. It can't go, go under, under it. it. Got to go around, around it. it. Yeah, and that works well with your prepositions of place. Uh, I think an old standby or things like hangman and yeah. dictionary. Dictionaries, yeah. Really good. That's more of a team kind of thing. And uh, we we really liked, you know, Battleship growing up. So we came up with sort of Battleship grids. And this was paper-based. But, you know, on one grid they put their spanish words like i think of six spanish words you can go forwards backwards diagonal it doesn't matter mm -hmm. and then you plot your words on the first grid and you hunt your opponent's words on the, the second grid my kids love to play that because mm -hmm. they'd say can we play it again can we play it again that's a real <laughs> nice friday afternoon it, it sure is because I, everybody has had their test for the week usually and right. you don't want to start something new so yeah that's a great filler and i think we talked about dice. You can do anything with yes, dice. You can. Those yes, numbers you can. can represent anything. And you can have them roll, you know, once or twice, like if you're just doing a conjugation review. But you could have them roll, you know, up to four times. The first one's the day of the week. Second one's the subject. Third one's the activity. And the fourth one is how often they do it. And you're reviewing four different sets of uh, vocabulary. Mm -hmm. Plus putting it in the right order for, you know, sentence structure. So, so that works really well. Two, uh, I want to kind of move to one of the coolest things. And I, I really, you came up with this. It was subastas, remember? Oh, the, yes, Which yes. is an auction. Yep, the auction. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I remember one that we had. I mean, <laughs> this is sort of weird. But uh, weird what counts. you do is you, seriously, you're going to auction something off. Right. And the like kid, the kids can be candy. Candy. Yeah. It, it's just something inexpensive. Yeah. Can a be pass a, to the water fountain. Something. Something. Yes. And one time I said, this is something French. And it's <laughs> very, very special. You know, I did all these adjectives. This probably was Spanish two or three. Okay. Because I did a lot of, a lot of mm -hmm. speaking. And uh, they thought, oh, wow, you know, this is going to be something that's French. I'm and, getting this one, right? Yeah, I'm getting this one. So they were bidding, you know, bar, the high numbers and whatnot to get it. And, of course, what it was was French dressing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. And then they get it. It's like bong. Yeah. yeah. So to add a little more detail here, we uh, worked with the little uh, – the pesos falsos, we would get them yes. in country, the little Mexican currency. And so we would use this as rewards for, I guess, for participation in class. So they would collect their, their pesos. Yes. And then every so often, probably at the end of the grading period, we'd have a, a subasta. Uh -huh. And, um, and it could be anything I could, 
Hershey Kiss. I, you know, they'll do anything for like candy. Right. Uh, but it could also be privileges. Sometimes I would say, ooh, this is five points on your next test, right? <laughs> or drop a zero. And so you just would pull up these things to auction and they had to bid in Spanish, so it was a number review. Yeah, it was a number and they had review. the increments, right? And and sometimes you would have kids that, you know, the first couple auctions, they wouldn't bid Mm-mm. on purpose because by that third auction, they had all the pesos because everybody else had, oh, yeah, had okay. spent their pesos. Um, but you did on this, I had to watch it because sometimes there were those that would try to intimidate pesos, you know, uh. out of their little classmates. So it got to the point where sometimes I kept them for them, you know, mm-hmm. if they felt like they, and I used to say, if you lose your pesos, you lose your pesos. Cause if I go in the bank and say, you know, I lost my money, they don't give me no. new money. So no, it was kind of a, a responsibility thing, but my kids loved it. And, and remember you had actually a bell and you'd hit the bell, That's right? right? That's right. Oh yeah. I did have a bell. That's right. right. I sort of forgot about I, that. I even had a mallet. You did a mallet. Yeah. yeah and you'd I say, did. yeah. You'd okay. say, yeah, so, you so know, and yeah. That, right. And uh, I know that for level one, if they were still, uh, you know, insecure about their numbers, I might list, especially, you know, the ciento, ciento, tres, up on the board so that they could do the combinations. But anyway, that was really fun. Kind of noisy. I remember, you know, mm-hmm. admin wasn't too happy about that because I hear the kids, you know, screaming out and they'd be, yeah. what are you doing? It's an auction. It's and you're like, auction, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah. But they did sound sometimes like they were really getting into it. It's um, a good activity. I, I think so. Yeah. Uh, and do you remember your Matala Mosca? You used oh, to yeah. swat the fly. This is really good for like level one. True. Really good for vocabulary. I give them fly swatters, and I usually <laughs> have about three or four at the board. And I have written all just a lot of vocabulary words on the board and I would call out uh, what word says table and then they run and whoever hits the table first, first. Mesa. Yeah. Then of course they, they get the win. point for their they team. Get a point. Yeah. Uh, you have to be careful though. Sometimes the boys get a little violent. Yes. With Actually, splash water, in my but classes are the girls. And the girls got, yeah, <laughs> yeah. the girls got, yeah. Girls got, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I guess it depends on yeah. any given day. Boys were quite afraid. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, we talked about some of our bigger projects like, the, you know, the market and the restaurante, but uh, we didn't really have time to go into some of our big cultural products uh, that we did. And, and what comes to mind is our cool uh, Diego Rivera mm-hmm. unit. Uh, and uh, of course, Diego Rivera was a muralist, famous Mexican muralist. And, uh, and we liked Frida Kahlo, but her pictures were a little too explicit and we couldn't use those in class no, we didn't feel appropriate not in high school no but most of diego's you, you could use and you know one of the cool things is uh in the government building in in the socalo of mexico city he had painted this murals that went all what three levels oh, yes. in the building and it, it was basically the history mm-hmm. of mexico and the mexican people and so um you know when we take kids down there as we did initially they're like oh this is just a cool mural and i go it is mm-hmm. a cool mural but why would this guy spend like eight years painting the history of Mexico? Why wouldn't he just paint, you know, everyday life or something mm-hmm. like that? Why did why was he passionate about this? Uh, and I was trying to open up a dialogue about sort of, you know, the history of Mexico, mm-hmm. of, about when he did it and when he grew up. And, and I would have to prompt it a little bit. And I would say, well you know, why didn't they just go get an encyclopedia, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously they didn't have Google, but why didn't they just go look it up? 
and I would wait for them. They'd be like, well, you know, that's a good question. And I would say, well, let's look up the time, Mm -hmm. this this timeline. So we'd go research, and I'd say, does anybody have an idea? And somebody would say, well, you know, did it have to do with education or going to school? And I'd say, well, I'm glad you brought that up, because at the time he did this, um, 95% of the indigenous people or the people of Mexico were uneducated. They weren't allowed to go to school. That's right. So they couldn't read and write. And so they couldn't go and look up their history. And he was so passionate about they needed to understand their their history. So he painted it for them. So he did it to educate the population. It was a visual textbook. It was. And I brilliant because, you know, that was way back. 19 what 50s 1951 when Mm -hmm. these things were happening and so I said uh and that was kind of Diego's uh style he uh he would use it to make political commentary you know or social issues if he was passionate about it uh he would paint it and he liked to do big murals on big walls you know and I'd say so why would he pick these giant walls why wouldn't he just do a painting and put it in a museum and make them talk it through Mm -hmm. and then finally usually i would have someone say well so all the people could see it there you go it was free place public place because not everybody could go into a museum back then and so one of the things i would do in level three is i would say okay you're diego rivera today what issue are you passionate about or what bothers you Mm -hmm. and so you want to get the message out to everyone you don't want to exclude people that can't go into you know, wherever. Mm -hmm. Uh, So what wall would you pick and what would your message be and how would you illustrate that? Right. And so, you know, back then, if it was, I can remember when we first started, it was like equal rights for women. That was big. And, you know, sometimes abortion was an issue. If that's on the, you know, the political spectrum, that would come in. And uh, I I got all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And a way I spiraled this up, you know, even up to the level threes is I kind of related it to some modern day mm-hmm. Diego Rivera. So like Banksy and uh, Senor X, these are kind of modern day muralists of some sorts. And, and they they do satirical political statements as well. And so I would show some of their work and we would compare it just like Diego, mm-hmm. like at the Rockefeller Center, remember when he was doing the auto workers and the way he drew, yes, mm-hmm. and the way he drew the men on the cars that almost mm-hmm. looked like the machine, because right. that's what they were. They were a machine mm-hmm. to the people back then. So that was a statement there. And uh, and the nice thing is, is you will see today, you know, every now and in the news, Banksy and uh, Senor Equi, some of their their political statements will come up. And that was really cool for my students because they go, oh, my gosh, we talked about him mm-hmm. in class. So uh, so we I liked using art, and we had those big, giant Post-it notes, so that could be their mural. Mm-hmm. And they would make a statement, and then they would write about it, and they would also present, especially in Level 3, out loud as to what issue that they were um, passionate about. So you can go in depth with with a project like that. You can. You can spiral it way up. And I I think that's important as an educator, instead of just thinking up three different activities Mm -hmm. for culture, take one and try to spiral it and make it Mm -hmm. uh, and differentiate it for the levels. Um, Another artist we were passionate about, you'll remember, is Carmen Lomas. Oh, I love her work. I just love it. 
Right. She was sort of like the Grandma Moses. Yeah. Of, yeah. of that of her culture. Right. I and mean, uh, she those had family scenes yeah, were just incredible. Two books of them, and she would paint just everyday life uh, in in the Mexican culture. And she was kind of passionate because she was down in you know South Texas and looked mm-hmm. down upon for her heritage, the Latinas back then, and uh, so she was you know passionate about glorifying life. Yeah. of the Latinos and it wasn't anything to be ashamed of and, and her pictures were so vibrant you might see the feria or a tamalada or a quinceanera or just Dia de los muertos yes. uh, just a regular birthday party party yes like if they men went hunting you know mm-hmm. you would see them you know cleaning the deer or whatever mm-hmm. uh, so uh, we would take that one thing I would do and again you can spiral this up is I would take I would make copies or I'd print out copies of her pictures and I'd tape them all around the room. And then um, I would do first, I'd just sort of pre-knowledge of who, what, when, where I had a little video clip of her life. Who was she? What did she do? Mm -hmm. When did she do it? And why did she do it? And then I have a little short reading, especially for level one, you know, just a short bio. And I would try to play on the cognates because some of this vocab was too hard for them about, you know, when she went to school and, you know, what were some of her uh, accomplishments, like schools were named after her and she won all kinds of awards. So I'd have them, you know, do that. And then I'd say, okay, it's time to go walk around. I want you to just go look at all the pictures around the room. And I have about eight or nine. And then I would say, I want you to pick one picture that kind of relates to you and your family. Mm-hmm. And I want you to go back and create a scene based on what you saw Um of something that your family did celebrate it, mm-hmm. you know, and I think nowadays family can be sort of a, a tricky issue. You know, there's so many too. blended and extended. And, and I would say, you know, it could just be you and a favorite relative, or it could just mm-hmm. be maybe you and a sibling uh, and just go, I want you to go and draw your scene, you know, in the Carmen Loma style. And then I want you to describe it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, every now and then I would see one kid just sitting there and going, you know, my family didn't do any of this. And I said, okay, what about a memory? Yeah. A real special memory. Yeah. Christmas memory. Yeah, a birthday. Maybe you got a bike when you That's were little right. or just mm-hmm. maybe your grandfather took you fishing one day. I mean, just something that, you know, you think back on in your childhood that was a positive memory. Right. And so that was really cool. Uh, and they liked that. And, um, and when we say draw. It oh, it could be. Yes. I, I, I mean, it's not about the. Right. If you if you love to draw, fine. Right. Yeah. And then uh, we were also talking about. <laughs> we were kind of bad, but yeah. Yeah. Well, we. Well, yeah. Well, we would sort of like if you had to redirect some negative behavior yes. or maybe a, a child fell asleep in class. Yeah. I like to do tattoos which I would use a vis-a-vis, which is sort of the water-based markers that you could use on the old overhead projectors. But we still, you know, used them in class. And uh, they came off easily. So if a child fell asleep, I would go and put a little sad-based tattoo on them. And even if they were just misbehaving in class, I would go, I'd pick up the vis-a-vis, and they'd hold out their little hand, and I'd go put the sad face on them. And we're talking high school kids. High school kids. And they loved it. Yeah, or I'd say, oh, I'm so proud of you. You deserve a happy tattoo. So they kind of mimic the memes you see today. And they would say, come on, senora. Oh, you'll love it. You'll love it. It, (laughs) I guess what we're saying, Susan, is play. 
play with them. Be playful. Be playful. And you're going to be so surprised. The head football player in your classroom will say, hey, how come I didn't get a a smiley? You know, that that used to just blow my mind. I know. I I said, well, I'm sorry. Let me do it. And then one of my favorites that I would do, okay, sometimes I can be boring. You know, we're we're talking. Oh, yeah, I know it's amazing. but Sometimes we have to teach the boring stuff. We have to teach the stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'll look around and somebody will just be nodding off. Or, you know, and I just began the cell phone. Yes. Just began. Yeah. They'll be down there, you know, uh-huh. before we knew to collect the cell phones, right. you know, maybe, uh-huh. you know, one or two people had them at that time. Right. And uh, I would take a little little toy telephone. I'd say, this calls for you. And they'd say, <laughs> what? Yeah. You know? But the deal was they had to pick it up mm-hmm. and I, they'd have to talk. Hola. I would say, hola, and they'd have to respond back. In other words, they were put on the spot. They for, were. For and, being. Uh, yeah, so they paid a little more attention. Right. Yes, yes they did. And it yeah. was it was a but fun thing. It was thing. fun. It yeah. was fun. It wasn't mean. So, so if you can use kind of humor to discipline them or redirect them, especially, you know, and we're talking about just minor behavior oh, infractions. Yeah. Oh, we're yeah. not talking about the bad stuff. That's a bit no, different. No. But I think that's why we were so successful is because we tried to make it. Humorous and you know, not back them into the corner, humiliate well, I've them. To, I've got yep. to tell you this they got back at me, uh oh, because on 9 11, do you remember when the Amber Alert and all that stuff yes, happened? Yes, I do. Well, I had one, one young man mm. who put an alert system on my whiteboard, and so when the <laughs> next class would come this. in, they would yeah. say, What is it? What is what level is she? She's orange. It's bad today. Remember that? You better have your homework. Yeah, you know. And I thought that was so funny. Alerta roja. So you know they they took care of me just fine. But again, they felt like they could. Yes, and then I would laugh and enjoy it, just like I was hoping they would laugh and And enjoy it. And I think what I got from my kids was when they would talk about my class, is they knew it was okay to be. A kid, you yeah. Know, if it exactly. was normal kid teenager behavior, we we didn't just berate them no, for that. No. You know, we knew. And I used to say to the parents, I go, look, I I raised three kids. They were all three were completely different. Yep. So I said, there in anything your kid can do to me that mine has not already done, that's, and that's so right. I'm not going to freak out. I might just say, hey, I think we had a bad day, and I might let you know. But I said, you know, other than that, I said, you know, your kid's not going to bother me. And and I think that they they respected that and they knew that. I think if you protest a whole lot, then they're going to punch your buttons. They're they're going to get you. They're going to get you, and it's not going to be fun. No, so you might as well just kind of laugh along with it and go for it, right? One of my lines would be this. I said, you know, guys, I have an ear jar. (laughs) <laughs> if you don't listen to me, that ear goes in yeah. that jar. Yeah, you don't want to be one of my yeah, victims. You don't, you don't have your ear in the jar. Yeah, and yeah. And there you are looking for plastic ears to yeah. put in a jar because they'll call you on it. They'll yeah, be like, they oh, yeah, me. let me see it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think it was safe to say we had a lot of fun <laughs> in the classroom. And, and I think that's the key to it because you can get bogged down on all this other. Oh, my goodness. And I think just close the door and have a little fun. And, and that's the way to survive these days in the classroom. And enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. yeah and enjoy. I remember my husband would always say to me, you know, Cheryl, every day you love going to work. Right. And right. I, I don't think I do. And right. I, and not I, everybody gets not that. Not everybody gets that. And I yeah. did. 
Yeah, we liked Every teaching. Day. It was fun. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was kind of make it fun and a game and let's mm-hmm. see what we can do today. Just I something agree. to break it up. Yes, I agree. All right. So I think that's it for uh, episode seven. Again, we always appreciate comments, questions, concerns, because you know us. People said we want more activities, and so we gave it to them, I think. Yeah. And uh, we really enjoyed talking with you. Again, we're going to say adios to Mala for a couple of months, and she will recycle back in. I will, and I've really enjoyed reminiscing and just remembering how much fun I really had in the classroom sharing. What it takes to be a Mm -hmm. chihuahua bat. All right. So we always say at the end... Dare Dare to to be be a a Chihuahua Chihuahua bat bat and have a Chihuahua Chihuahua bat day. day.